You are now tuned in to Poppy Chulo Radio, your web portal for the best in pop culture news and interviews. The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. The views and opinions expressed in the commentaries and or interviews in the following program are solely those of the individuals and are not views of Poppy Chulo Radio, its parent, affiliate, or subsidiary companies. Welcome, foolish mortals, to Horror Hotel, a PoppyChuloRadio.com and iTunes-exclusive PoppyChulo Radio pop culture on demand. I am your host and hotel owner, Jeffrey Aruz. We're so glad you could check in. We've been dying to have you. Here on Horror Hotel, we're going to explore some of Hollywood's scariest, most frightening, and creepiest films. Please welcome my co-hosts, Concierge Supervisor Legionnaire. Hello, hello, hello. Greetings, doll. Night Auditor Mark Estes. Welcome and become one of us. <laughs> <laughs> and Banquet Manager Ramon Marquis. Well, hey, nice to meet you all. I hope you're ready. Before we head on over to the ballroom... Let's stop by the front desk where one of our bellhops has a few special announcements. Good evening. We thank you for your patronage. Please step all the way in and make room for everyone. There's no turning back now. (laughs) I didn't mean to frighten you prematurely. The real chills come later. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash P C R Horror Hotel. Follow Pampichulo Radio on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, and YouTube at Pampichulo Radio. For more information on Horror Hotel, visit PampichuloRadio.com slash Horror Hotel. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at punpichuloradio.com. Help support Punpichulo Radio financially by visiting gofundme.com slash punpichuloradio. Are you interested in joining the Punpichulo Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at punpichuloradio.com. Binge listen to your favorite Punpichulo Radio programs by visiting punpichuloradio.com slash archives. You can also download tonight's broadcast and the rest of the series through iTunes. Just search for Panpichulo Radio's Horror Hotel and subscribe. Now, grab some popcorn and some snacks. You may step into the ballroom.
It's time for your feature presentation. Thank you. It's time to fire up the film projector in our ballroom so that we can discuss 1932's Freaks. Here's the official synopsis of the film. A circus's beautiful trapeze artist agrees to marry the leader of Sideshow Performers. All right, my peoples, you know how we start this off. Who has, who hasn't ever seen this film before? Let's start off with uh, Legionnaire. Had you seen 1932's Freaks before? Uh, nope, never seen it. What about you, Mark? Sock bits and clips of it, but not the full movie. Ramon? Nope, never saw it. I had never seen it either. So we're all somewhat virgins, except Mark, I guess, was touched a little before. Just a little. A little Just a teeny bar. tiny bit. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so as a follow-up, though... Had anyone here seen American Horror Story Freak Show, which uh, was heavily inspired by the film Freaks? Yes, God. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I want to say, because I'm glad you brought that up, American Horror Story Freak Show was the least favorite season of mine until last night. I saw how much they pulled from Freaks, and now I want to go back and rewatch Freak Show all over again and give it the proper props that it deserves okay so mark had seen it uh legionnaire and ramon had either of you seen american horror story freak show no i never saw it uh yes okay i had seen it as well we actually have a podcast about it check it out on com slash archives and on itunes and all of the goodies awesome so let's get into this cast uh we have uh, an interesting cast because uh, some, I mean, you know, a lot of them were parts of, uh, like, the sideshow. They were actual sideshow performers. Um, I, I would say uh, probably one of the most famous was the um, the twins, the conjoined twins, Ooh. Daisy and Violet Hilton. And... Uh, yeah, I mean, I would say, like, all, the majority of the cast were uh, circus performers. Interesting. Yeah. Were there any of of the um, performers that sort of stood out to you? I like the twins. Um, <laughs> I found them um, quite entertaining, especially when the one didn't like the, the 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 dude that the other one was attached to, and so she'd be like, "Well, I got to go," and then he'll stop <laughs> stuttering, saying, "You always use it as a," and then he'll change it and say alibi. Um, <laughs> so I really like I, I liked him. I like the twins. I mean, um, the little I want to call him a midget. Forgive me, but the the guy, it's the not PC. Guy, <laughs> yeah, I like the him. little person. Yeah, I really mm-hmm. liked him. I liked him a lot. He was so in love with that with that um that woman. Yeah, I I thought that um that both Hans and um and Frida were like really cute together. Mm-hmm. I thought they were kind of adorable. And um yeah, I thought for the most part like all of the the um 
I don't want to call them freaks because I feel kind of bad. Um, but I feel like all of the sideshow performers were like really, really good. And um, I'm going to assume that this might have been some of their first like acting type of work. Although, you know, I mean, when you're in a circus environment, I mean, you are basically acting, you're performing and that kind of thing. But as far as yeah. like, you know, actually like reading lines and that kind of thing, I felt like they were all believable. I immediately disliked Cleopatra. Bruh. Oh yeah, she was hateful and treacherous from from jump. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cleopatra, um, Olga Baklanova. She was convincing as um ACU next Tuesday. And can I say something right quick? I know we're talking about the cast and stuff right now, but yes. I just wanted to say that I considered Freaks, a.k.a. I, I said Freaks should have been called How to Get a Bitch Together for Coming for Your Man. That's what the movie was all about. Because when it started off with Shay, and when she came, when um, Cleopatra came out, knowing that Hans was looking at her and was doing all this extra stuff and freed over her looking like, Bitch. And then she went over and tried to look at Free like, hey, and Free like, uh-uh, no, don't touch me. Go. And I'm like, so she gave <laughs> off, you know, a great uh-huh. bitch, a cold. She she was calculating in every scene she was in. Cleopatra was. And yeah. I was just like, I don't know if they had Oscars back then, though, but you should have got one for being the stone coldest of bitches. I mean, because you oh, set yeah. the stage. I like, you pre, um, Alexis, Kobe, Dexter, Rowan, um, Alexis, Carrington, Kobe, Dexter, Rowan. You're pre all of that. Oh. You were like the, the um, oh, wait a minute. Alexis Morel, Carrington Cole. That's Jackson. right. I'm oh, sorry. You know, you know I'm, I knew I left one out. <laughs> I knew I left the M out. But you know, <laughs> I'm a big dynasty home, but I'm just saying. Oh, That's too funny. I got to say, you know, since we're sort of like talking about it anyway, like that opening scene with Hans like lusting over Cleopatra, like right in front of Frida. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was so rude. Exactly. Because Frida's like, why don't you look like that at me? Right. And he's like, oh, no, baby. Like, you're my baby. I'm just, like, drooling over this chick right now. But you're my baby. I'm like, what? Exactly. He was like, but she's actually saying she's the most beautiful big woman I've ever seen. It's like, dude, your chick is right there. Like, how she dare you? He had no shame. Shout out to the big women. <laughs> <laughs> I can't but, yeah, but Hans was like all into her and Frida mm-hmm. was like rightfully in her feelings and I was like okay I'm taking Frida I tweeted out I said this is this movie starting off with shade and I'm here for it I don't think I'm missing a glass of wine I was all about that movie last night that movie that, that, set, the to- <laughs> that, that set the tone so great opening yeah the, the movie has two scenes that were not included in uh, the original release. The opening uh, prologue, which featured the Carnival Barker, that was added to the film, as well as the epilogue, which featured um, the um, our, our two lovers, uh, Hans and Frida, sort of like reuniting together. Yeah, which I think oh, it's okay. it's interesting because it turns the movie into almost like a flashback because they're explaining what happened. You know, they're like at the start of the movie with the carnival barker. They're like, come and see this. Come and see, you know, this uh, incredible creature. And, um, you know, a woman screams. And so we're all curious as to what happened. 
and then at the end it sort of like gives the film a bit of a happier ending i think i probably would have preferred the version without the prologue and the epilogue yeah that would have been good i mean i i appreciated the ending i like the ending but i would have been good had they just ended with you know you seeing what ends up happening to cleopatra yeah let this be a lesson to all you hoes out there. I'm trying to <laughs> Exactly. Thought ain't always cute. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk a little bit later about some of the stuff that was chopped out um, as well, because the film was originally 90 minutes long. So uh, a lot was chopped out at some point. Um, apparently, uh, at a test screening in January of 1932, a woman threatened to sue MGM because she claimed that the film had caused her to suffer a miscarriage. What the hell? Things were a lot scarier back in 1932, apparently. Um, I guess so, they were fucking around. They were suing for stupid shit back in the day, too. What the hell? Yes. Okay, so let's get into this story we have cleopatra and uh, basically the main plot of the story is that cleopatra after learning that hans is uh receiving this large inheritance she basically hatches a plan a scheme she's a She's a she's kind of a Joanne the scammer ish. Um, she's a she's a stunt queen. She's a stunt queen. Yes, pretty, pretty much <laughs> stunts and shows. She creates a plan that she she brings in um, the uh, strongman Hercules to basically marry and kill Hans so that she can inherit all of the money. So, what do we think of her plan? I mean, obviously, this is a horror movie, so it's not going to work. I mean, that's, you know, from out the gates, we know that this plan is not going to work. But what did we think of this plan as she was sort of explaining it? Did did we at all maybe have a teeny tiny little um, idea that, hmm, maybe this might actually work out? Or did we think that this was immediately going to end in uh, trouble? I definitely thought it was going to end in trouble. I thought her plan was quite entertaining. Um, but, yeah, I definitely didn't expect it to be successful at all. Yeah, I mean, it was it was shitty as hell. It had all the potential to go wrong. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, they really thought all those um, sideshow um, performers were just dumb. The way they talked to oh, them, the yeah. way they treated them. Oh, yeah. And the, that's why I kind of liked how they integrated their everyday lives, like, you know, mm-hmm. and just showed that they had heart, they had feelings, even though, like Mom mentioned earlier about how the two twins were, you know, talking to one of the twins' um, fiancé, like, they ain't stupid. They ain't way of everything that's going on around them. And so just like, no, nah, it wasn't going to work. Their plan was nowhere near going to work. It's just that she thought too much of herself and it came crashing down real quick before mm-hmm. it even began. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then, yeah, and then you could tell a lot of the other, I guess, um, sideshow freaks, they didn't even care for Cleopatra. So they weren't going to let that plan go down any damn way. Right. Yeah. Cleopatra, uh, like, we're going to get into it in a little bit, but Cleopatra was the spoiler in her own plan. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll get into that right. in a moment. Um, before we get into there, I actually do want to talk a little bit about the um, segments 
throughout the movie that featured the various performers in uh, the sideshow just because it, I thought they were really neat and they were kind of showing the audience, basically the viewers of the film, that, you know, it's almost like, you know, they're just like us and that kind of thing. You know, there are performers that are falling in love, that are giving birth. There's the uh, romance of uh, the conjoined twins. Uh, we saw a lot of, of the... Um, performers sort of just living their everyday life, you know, eating together, uh, you know, falling in and out of love and that kind of thing. Was there a vignette at all that stood out to you? Hmm. Um, one, the one that stood out was when the human torso was smoke, smoke was lighting his cigarette. That, oh, yes. That stood out. That stood out for me. I was just, Yeah. For, for me, it would be when the bearded lady had her baby and everybody just came to her room to see, you know, to you know to see the baby and whatnot. We didn't get a chance to see the baby, but and then immediately afterwards, the father of the baby, who was, I think, the human skeleton, came out and started mm. passing around cigars. And um, it was just like, it was, it was beautiful. You know what I'm saying? Just like, I didn't sit there and look at the fact that they were like, you know, quote, unquote, freaks and you're just not supposed to care about them it was just like these are people you know what i'm saying like they have you know lives like we do and they love each other and that's what sold it you know what i'm saying and so mm -hmm. i love that because it's showing that they are family <laughs> you know what i'm saying uh -huh. this is a family so we all go stick together even the clown you know what i'm saying he ran up in there you know they didn't treat anybody you saw how all the other people who were the big, strong, and beautiful was on the other side of, you know, circus, though, but that stuck out to me. So. I think for me, um, even though everyone is quote-unquote freaks, I feel like the way that they were incorporated into the, the script, into the picture, I feel like it humanized a lot of them. Um, I feel like it made a lot of them relatable. Um, I just know for me personally, it was just something that connected me with Frida, and I think for me, I really liked the last scene. What stood out with that scene was that here she was in love with this man from the beginning. Everyone knew that. Um, he disappointed her. He hurt her. Um, but she still loved him, and she still wanted to be there for him. And at the end of the day, no matter what she said, because he kept telling her, you know, leave, got mad because she was there. But even though he put up that wall, she still came back at him with love. And so for me, that last scene really did it for me because I can relate to the emotional aspect of it. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm here for that. Yeah. I, I think for me, what sort of stood out to me as I was watching the film was seeing all of the various inspirations to the American Horror Story Freak Show characters. Like, Cuckoo is Meep. And... Uh, Schlitzy is Pepper, and the conjoined twins were, and now I'm forgetting the names of the uh, uh, Sarah Paulson characters. Bit and Dot. There you go. Yeah, so it's it was interesting, like, seeing where Ryan Murphy was inspired into creating the characters. Obviously, there's a, there's a bearded lady, and there's uh, what would have been called back in the day a hermaphrodite or an intersex uh, character. Mm -hmm. and so it was fascinating to see. 
that because there was you know the the armless the the I guess like a torso type of person, a person that just had arm. I guess, I think in the in the movie they called him Half Boy. So I guess you know something mm-hmm. like that. Like it was fascinating to see like where he got his inspiration from for Freak Show. Yep, I saw that all throughout, and I was like, you know, Ryan, I, that was the one season where I could not get with you on. I was excited when it premiered, but then after episode four, I was like, I don't know where this is going. I don't like where this is going, but I did fall in love with the Sideshow characters, and I could see where, especially the scene, Poppy, when they was playing um, in the forest, mm-hmm. it kind of reminded me of pepper and oh i had i cannot remember her um husband's name um but them at the you know at the carnival at you know elsa's curious cabinet curiosity mm-hmm. stuff they're just playing around and stuff mm-hmm. and it reminded me of them and it, that, that whole entire scene reminded me of like even when the townspeople tried to try to attack jimmy and um them at the thing it was like i saw where ryan was pulling from yeah and I meatloaf that was awesome oh pepper so let's get back to cleopatra so she's Mm. got this plan she feels like it's solid and she has seduced hans and uh we're now at their wedding reception and uh, she starts poisoning hans's wine because uh, her plan is to kill him and uh, in the middle of the celebration, where, like, the freaks are basically like, you know, you are one of us, we are accepting you, you might just be a, a big woman, but um, we will accept you into our um, group. And they even chant, one of us, one of us. And all of a sudden, Cleopatra sabotages her own scheme Uh, how stupid was she like good grief (laughs) like you're supposed to be a villain like you're supposed to know your shit but for some reason she was drunk and she decides good grief she was drunk and she decides to spill the tea basically that she's having an affair with the strong man and she mocks the freaks she um they had passed around a goblet of wine to like signify like her being one of them and she was supposed to drink from it like she tosses the wine she tells them all to leave and uh, basically she uh, makes fun of hans and uh yeah how stupid was she in this moment she was clearly stupid when you know they have that show dumbest criminals she would be on some mm. shit like that <laughs> you right. put it out of the it, nails. Right. because first exactly. of all you're trying to be sneaky and strategic and you know you have this plan your ass shouldn't have been drinking no damn way because you want right. to be in clear mind you want to be 100 percent yourself to make sure all the pieces fall into place you get wasted drunk right exactly she should have been sipping water all night all damn night Clearly no, she's but not you chose to get towed up, right? Exactly. <laughs> and make out with the man you have in the family. Exactly. I'm like, y'all just bold. Y'all no, just, just really. Why bold. were they even yeah. sitting next to each other? Exactly. His ass right. had never been there. 
Exactly. There you go. There you go, Ramon. He should not have been in attendance. Mm -hmm. This is for the the people who work for you. And no, he don't. He was the ringleader, but I don't know who he was. He was not supposed to be there from day one, right? Because that was the wedding ceremony. And then, if as I, let's say if I was um, Cleopatra, I don't need you there as a as a distraction. You're gonna mm -hmm. mess up my right. plans. Mm -hmm. You need to stay at home. Like you can live one night without touching her. Like for real, right? Yeah, the one person that shouldn't have been there was Frida. Like, why was she there? Like, I felt so bad for her. She's down for the cause. Yeah, she is down for the is. cause. Yeah, no matter what. You know, a lot of times, right. you know, if you love them, let them go. It, you know, so maybe she was thinking he was going to be happy, and that's what he wanted to be. I think a small part of her thought this is all some foolishness. But I just think she just wanted to generally support him. Okay, I can yeah. get that. I didn't like the scenes before this where um, Cleopatra was talking to Frida because I'm like, why are you even talking to her? Like, why? Like, she messy. It, yeah. Mm -hmm. There you go. That's the answer. That's it. Yeah. Ugh, <laughs> Cleopatra. And so Cleopatra ends up trying to apologize to um, Hans, but he doesn't accept the apology. And then all of a sudden, he gets um, sick because of the poison. So here now it's time for me to ask the question. When should Cleopatra have realized that her plan that she's trying to fix was not going to get fixed. At what moment should Cleopatra have realized, oh no. When she got over and realized that she kissed that man at the session or at the at the party. I would co-sign with that. I'll also throw in the fact that, you know, the, uh, the other sideshow performers, when she threw that wine at them, like, that's like you spitting on... Uh, let's say you're trying to join a fraternity or sorority or an organization, and they're doing all this stuff to, like, say, like, they're doing this, I won't say ritual, but they're doing this, like, well, I guess, for lack of a better word, ritual. That it's just, you know, like, we just want you to confirm that you're one of us. And she sat there and tossed the stuff back at them and then told uh -huh. them to leave. Now, you know that's our boy you just married, right? Uh -huh. So Exactly. You know that we don't like you, but we're going to see, we're going to keep our, eye, our eyes most definitely on you because now we know that you ain't down for the cause. Mm -hmm. And we got to right. make sure that, you know, you know, we're going to keep our eye on you now. And you notice that ever since then, everybody, she kept looking at, everybody kept looking at her trailer. Like, mm -hmm. we see where you're exactly. staying. We see so, each other. Exactly. <laughs> we see each other. Like, yeah, just know. When the time comes, we fucking you up. <laughs> Basically. Yeah, I agree. So for the first half of the movie, we saw basically Cleopatra plotting and scheming and uh, trying to um, make her plan become a reality. And then in the second half of the movie, we see the sideshow performers creating a plan of their own. Mm -hmm. And it started off with um, uh, Cleopatra... Um, ends up bringing some medicine to uh, Hans. Uh -huh. And uh, we see that Hans pretends to take it, but he, he doesn't. He's faking it. At this moment, did we, did we think that Cleopatra, you know, they were going to succeed in um, getting some comeuppance for, to Cleopatra? Oh, yeah, I knew it was coming. Uh -huh. It was definitely coming at that point. Uh -huh. Yep. Like yeah, she, she had 
She clearly she clearly played them for idiots, and they were uh-huh. like, "Okay, girl, we got you." Uh huh. Yeah. We got you because I was like, I was shocked because I had to rewind the thing back several times. Like, did he just spit that back out? I'm like, right. oh, he 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 hit to the game. I'm like, okay, then it's gonna go down. <laughs> Karma was about to come visit her. Yeah, and it was so. I don't know. It just it surprised me how fast the plot moved because it was pretty much like the next scene where she like returns and she's like she's still like faking it, right. and there's some of his um his friends are there and you know it was like in a blink of an eye like one of them pulled out like a knife and oh. I was like you know if you want to stay alive you better run chick. When I tell you that happened when that knife said. I said, oh, I started laughing my ass off. I'm like, yo, shit just got very real. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fast. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Yes, it got real up in there. It really did. So, uh, in the climax of the film, uh, like, it's a stormy night, and basically all of the sideshow attacks both Cleopatra and uh, Hercules. I got a question though. Why did Hercules come from? Um, was it Venus? Is that her name? The other yeah, girl Venus. Name? Yeah, Why yeah, did he come for her? I, I, that's one thing I didn't get. I must have missed something. Well, she was. I don't think she. She didn't. She didn't care for what was going on. So, and it seemed. It seemed like she was pretty vocal about it. Right. Okay, but I mean, dang, why are you coming for her? Because when? Because I'm not gonna lie. I kind of turned my eye. I, Everything kind of got a little jarring because I knew they was coming for Cleopatra, but I saw Venus. I saw her um, cabin get like you know um, was getting kicked in or chopped in and stuff like that. And this yeah. guy came in. I'm like, what? Wait, what are they attacking her? I said, oh, that's Hercules. Uh-huh. And then I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, okay, but I didn't get why they was coming for her. Okay, I'm about to get why he was coming for her rather. Okay. Yeah. So she ends up, she being Cleopatra, ends up like running out in the rain, like the the. Um, cabins were turned over and it's storming and then all we see are the sideshow performers basically like coming out from everywhere you know yeah closing in on her and and the last shot that we see of cleopatra is her like running through the forest in the rain so before we'll save what had happened to her for just a moment. So before we discuss that, what did you think had happened to her? Did you think they just killed her? I did. I did. Yeah, I thought they wouldn't kill her, yeah. Okay. And so then we see what happened to her. And uh, they turn her basically into a human duck. They melted her hands to look like duck feet like she had been like amputated from it looked like the waist down or at least from the Mm -hmm. the legs down and um she had been tarred and feathered so that she permanently has uh feathers all over her body and um yeah she's squawking (laughs) i was just like Damn, I would have screamed too if I seen that shit for the first time because uh, they really did a number on her. They and, sure did. And Poppy, I wanted to say that you know you said she was amputated from the waist down, even though Cleopatra gave me, I can see where Ryan Murphy was going with um, Cleo well, with um, Elsa from Freak Show because remember she was also you know and so uh, 
No spoilers. I'm sorry. Spoilers for anybody that's seen Free Show. I think they reveal it in the first episode or two. I can't remember which one it yeah, was. Yeah, they did. they reveal that early on. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's just um, the Elsa's character doesn't have any legs for, I think, the knee down or something like mm-hmm. that. And so it just seemed to me that that was a callback to Freaks when Ryan Murphy did that. But um, And also yeah. what ended up happening to Stanley is mirrors what happened to Cleopatra. Mm-hmm. Exactly, yeah, exactly. He was such an asshole. Yeah, I thought she got killed too. I just thought they just sat there and killed and dispatched of a body. But I had to remind myself, like the Barker at the beginning said, this it was once mm-hmm. a beautiful trapeze mm-hmm. artist. I'm like, oh. Right. <laughs> we forgot about that yep. part. I like, they got oh, yeah. together. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they got her together. Good grief. So, I mentioned earlier that the film's original runtime is 90 minutes, and they chopped out a lot of stuff that I guess was uh, considered too extreme or grotesque for the time. A lot of what was removed was uh, the sequence in which the uh, sideshow ends up attacking Cleopatra, and and they they do that as she's lying under a tree and uh, in the extended cut they actually show a sequence in which hercules gets castrated yep yeah yep. also a, a bunch of just comedic sequences were removed as well and uh most of uh, the original epilogue was removed so yeah there was a lot that um that was taken out because of uh, just, I guess, how extreme the film was uh, for 1932. Mm. Maybe that's why that lady had a miscarriage. Probably. Yeah. So this film does end with a brand new epilogue. It's sort of like the happy ending, in a sense, because we see that Hans is in a mansion now, you know, with his inheritance, and uh, Venus and uh, Frozo end up bringing Frida to visit, and, um, you know, Hans initially doesn't want to see them, but, you know, Frida's basically like, basically, like, you have a good heart, I know you were trying to do the right thing, and, um, it looks like they have uh, reunited romantically. Yep. So, what did you all think of this new epilogue that was added on to, I guess, uh, create a happier ending versus just ending the film on um, the human duck? I loved it. I liked yeah. it. I was here for it. I was there for it too. I said, that's cute. It's no like, now I bet I was like, you know, because you fell for the characters. The ones who, not Cleopatra, and you felt for them people. And I was glad to see that, you know, Hans learned a lesson and Frida got her man. But then mm-hmm. I went to Wikipedia to read up on the story. You know, I, I do my reading after each movie. And I'm like, oh, Hans and Frida in real life are siblings. I'm like, oh, ew. <laughs> so oh, I was wow. like, because they said that they were part of a, a traveling circus and that they all four of their sisters and I think it was I think Hans is the only male and then his other three sisters. I could be wrong, but I do know that these yes. pictures yeah. of they're the doll family. They're the doll family and they, Yes they are. Yeah, I'm like, 
because I thought they were married in real life, and I saw they had the same last names. And they said, no, they're siblings. I'm like, oh, 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 oh. So it kind of took me out the book. <laughs> but I still enjoyed the movie from until I learned that fact, that I liked that ending, because I liked that Hans learned the lesson, and I thought it was a nice addition to the movie, because, like I said, it would have ended like, this is what happens when you come with somebody else's name. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so any final thoughts on uh, Freaks as a whole? Was there anything uh, that we didn't go over that uh, you really wanted to bring up? I'll take that as a no. Okay. <laughs> I love the movie. I mean, it was a great movie. <laughs> yeah, I liked it. I mean, yeah. All right. Let's get into uh, awards and accolades. Now, uh, this film was uh, preserved in the United States National Film Registry in 1994, which preserves culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant films. Over on the Rotten Tomatoes Fresh Meter, it is certified 94% fresh. So now it's our turn, while we're here in the ballroom, to hand out some of our own awards and let's start off with the diva cleopatra cleopatra that bitch that whore uh, cleo <laughs> <laughs> who was the ingenue oh frida yeah yeah i'll go with frida who are we going to give the see you next tuesday cunt award to cleopatra just sweeping uh, over tonight yeah she can have that <laughs> cleopatra sure. the shadiest moment one of the twins tell it, uh, <laughs> y'all got to go. She might not got to go, but I got to go. <laughs> yeah, right. I like exactly. that. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Those were always funny. Mm-hmm. The read of the night? Um, oh, no, I don't have a read of the night. I don't either. That's cool. I mean, well, it wasn't a read, but I guess after Cleopatra sat there and seduced her dude, and then she came over and got in her face, and Frida was like, don't touch me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wasn't a read, but it was definitely a shady moment. Yeah. What was the sexiest moment? Sexiest moment. Um, Well, I have one. I would say when one of the twins was getting kissed and the other one who was, like, you know, reading, all of a sudden she, like, looked up and was like, "Mm -hmm." I was (laughs) like, get it, girl. She was getting her little orgasm by association. I was like, I wonder how that works. You know what I'm saying? Like, they both get married, and both the men are sitting. Oh, let me stop. Okay, I'm sorry, but yeah, that would be the sexy moment. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, she's just laying there, and the other one's getting it, and she's just getting multiples uh, by association. All right. That would be, dude, that's a damn movie in itself. There you go. A spot of tea, the most teaful moment. When this bitch ruined her whole damn plan spilling the tea. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> when Cleopatra sat there and got drunk as hell and spilled her own tea. What was the moment that made you gag? The same moment for me. Like, this bitch can't really be that stupid. <laughs> the most non-politically correct moment. You know what stood up to me when the half-man, half-woman... I guess was peeking in at um, Cleopatra and Hercules. And then he comes out and just punched the thing in the face. Yeah. 
Yeah, that was. I have to say yeah, that moment. That mo- yeah. that that moment like took me out of the movie because I was like, <laughs> "What? Why exactly? Like, why did you do that? Yeah, like where that come from? And then the the scene immediately changes. Like, we're not gonna see no reaction. The aftermath. Just have to land on the ground. Like, we ain't gonna see nothing. Just okay. Next scene. Yeah, that was that was something. What was the creepiest moment? When they're maybe when they're all um, crawling on the ground. Yes, when they're coming, it's raining and it's storming outside, and they're oh, all just yeah, coming for yeah. It's like, well, I think to me that's when it became a horror movie for me. The that's so retro moment. I guess the Barker, if you want to say that. I mean, him introducing the um, because they don't do that no more. I'd say also the freak show as a whole, because I don't really think there are many freak shows around to this That's day. True. No, not, not not like that anymore. I don't think. Mm-mm. Yeah. And if it was, I damn sure ain't going. <laughs> well, there you go. All right, let's rank the film with our special categories. There's the screamer for a film that is filled with scares. The gutbuster, a film that is gross. Eye Popper, a film that's visually impressive. The Grave Digger, for a film that's lacking scares. And The Mind Blower, for overall best in show. You may mix and match. You do not have to pick just one, so you can get creative. And uh, let's start off with Legionnaire. Um, there were definitely some... There was some scares towards the end for me, um, and definitely a jolt when, when I saw the fate of uh, Cleopatra. Um, what was the one above eye popping? I forgot. A gut buster. Yeah, it was a gut buster for me. So visually gross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Grotesque in how she ended up. So not not necessarily in a bad way, but definitely. And, you know, how Cleopatra got her comeuppance and, you know, clearly uh, Hercules' fate didn't end well, even though we didn't see what happened to him. Mark, what about you? Um, I would do a grave digger, um, an eye popper, and I'm sorry, what was the last one again? Mind um, blower? Mind blower. Because, like I said, it... You know, it was a great story in this hour and two minutes that was on. Even though they chopped out a lot of the movie, it still was a decent, I mean, a decent, it was a great movie. Um, Grave Digger, because even though the end was kind of creepy, it didn't, like, scare me to the point where, like, I was scared to go outside. Because I, lo- I love them. You know what I'm saying? I love the the sideshow performers, and if I went outside of Dark Summer Night, they were coming towards me, but if they were coming towards me, I'd be like, I ain't did nothing to y'all, I love y'all, mm-hmm. um, can we work something out? It's like you could talk to them and stuff like that, because I'm like, I really don't have no ill will towards y'all. And Eye Popper, uh, because um, the visuals of the performers, and you know, the different, the half-man, half-woman, the human skeleton, the human poor soul, you know, all those, they were just Eye Poppers, because you know, Especially showing you that, yeah, we may have these, and I'm quote unquote deformities, but um, we get uh, we enjoy life just as well as you are. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, you know, eye popper moment for me. Ramon, 
I would give I'll give it a mixture of two. Um, one would be eye popper, just because, like he said, I thought it was um, just visually appealing for me with regards to the different side show freaks. Um, I just love the diversity in, in them, and it was just how they were incorporated into the storyline. Like I really enjoyed that aspect of it. I really liked the movie. Um, it didn't have any horror aspects, just for me personally. So the second one that I would give would be a grave digger. I'm going to classify it with Gutbuster because of that final scene with Cleopatra, because that shit was gross. It was grotesque. Um, it didn't have, like, scares for me, but it was creepy enough that I almost would have given it a Gravedigger up until, like, the end. Because, like, once they... Um, once they were on the ground, ready to attack, and then we saw the fate of Cleopatra, like, that's when it really turned, like, horrific for me. So I can't give it that, although I was tempted to give it a gravedigger. So I will also give it a mind blower for overall best in show, just because I think, overall, it was a very strong movie, even though they had chopped so much out of it. Usually, whenever they edit stuff out of movies, like they usually do a bad job of doing that, and it ends up like making the movie not make any sense. And uh, for some reason, they did it the right way because the film uh, still retained a storyline, and um, it, it actually it made sense. So, what they chopped out didn't affect the film overall. So now it's time to rate the film on a 1 to 10 hotel room key scale. The point system is allowed. And let's start off with Ramon. Okay, so I really like the movie. Um, I really like a lot of aspects of the movie. Um, it just didn't have no scary aspects for me. I found myself laughing a lot more than I, you know, got any kind of horror or suspenseful aspects from it. But because I really, really like it, though, overall, I'm going to give it a six room, six hotel keys. Legionnaire, what about you? Um, this one I'm going to give eight. I, um, I definitely enjoyed it. Um, wasn't a lot of scares, but it was definitely creepy, and I definitely enjoyed that aspect of it. Mark, what about you? I, I, I'm going to give it a 9. Um, I wanted to give it a 10, but I don't know why. Oh, screw it. I'm going to give it a 10. I really enjoy Freaks. I can sit there and watch it again and again and again. I actually want to show it to my sister, you know, and usually when it comes to my horror, if I really love it and I want to show it to my sister, then it's right up there on my um, radar. So I give it a 10, 10 um, hotel key. Okay. I'm going to come in a little bit towards the middle-ish, at least the middle between uh, Legionnaire and uh, Mark, not our um, outlier, um, Ramon, but uh, the Russian judge. <laughs> I'm going to give it an eight and a half. I thought it was much more enjoyable than I thought it was going to be. I thought the cast was really strong, especially since, uh, as I mentioned earlier, like these are actual like circus performers, the majority of them. So it's surprising how much they made us care for these characters, especially in, like, a lot of them only had, like, small little scenes. So 
kudos to the cast. I thought the story was pretty strong, and uh, I thought the ending was uh, very grotesque. The epilogue at the end, while cutesy, I don't think we necessarily needed it, and... Um, the addition of Carnival Barker at the beginning I don't think really was needed either. It was almost like a tease of just the um, grotesque ending. Um, yeah, and I don't know if that was necessarily needed. I would have loved if they would have kept everything in it because I think um, my score might have gone up a little bit with a little bit more of like the horror grotesque aspects that they removed. But... Um, with what we saw, I think an eight and a half is uh, the perfect score. So on that note, please drag your bodies away from the ballroom and prepare to check out. Join us next time for a brand new installment of Horror Hotel. Once again, here's one of our bellhops with a few special announcements. Good evening. We thank you for your patronage. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash P. C. R. Horror Hotel. Follow Panpichulo Radio on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, and YouTube, at Panpichulo Radio. For more information on Horror Hotel, visit panpichuloradio.com slash horror hotel. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at panpichuloradio.com. Help support Panpichulo Radio financially by visiting gofundme.com slash Radio. Are you interested in joining the Panpichulo Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at panpichuloradio.com. Binge listen to your favorite Panpichulo Radio programs by visiting panpichuloradio.com slash archives. You can also download tonight's broadcast and the rest of the series through iTunes. Just search for Panpichulo Radio's Horror Hotel and subscribe. We hope you've brought your death certificate. Make final arrangements now. <laughs> Thank you, my fellow Horror Hotel team. Please wish our hotel guests and the listeners a good night. Good night, listeners. Uh, catch you in the next uh, installment. Good night, everyone. And remember, never come for someone else's man. <laughs> Be careful going out. Hope to see you guys next time. Thanks for tuning in. You may have checked into the Horror Hotel, but who says you're allowed to check out? Good night. <laughs>